Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hi, I'm Mike. Come take a poop with me. I always start my day with my Breville Barista Express. Delicious. I let out my first fart of the morning, give it a sniff, and at that point I know it's time to go. I take off my Saks Platinum boxers, then let out three spritzes of Lady Primrose room spray. Then I light my favorite candle ever, the matcha tea and bergamot candle from Patty Wax. Finally, I bite my wooden spoon, and then it's go time. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, June 9th, 2023. This is The Drop, and that cold open has me giggling. Um, Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Tess Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. And over yonder, making the magic happen. Super producer, he's a weed guy now. Yeah. JD. Hello. <laughs> What's up, JD? I was just listening to the Great Beyond, mm, the yeah. uh, podcast of you and Matty O. Under the Is This Good umbrella. Yes, a companion pod, we like to call <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're not many episodes anymore, no, that's for sure. Well over an hour yesterday. <laughs> but you were talking about your uh, your weed experience. Just, you know, trying out weed as a headache deterrent. It's a terrible idea. It's not really working. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it's fun, right? I guess. Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> uh, speaking of weed, Trey is down in Miami uh, pumping out the social content with our guy, Jerome. Please go support all their hard work by liking those YouTube shorts and sharing those YouTube shorts and hitting them up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at No Dunks Inc. We just posted one this morning, or the guys did, of a Miami Heat super fan just explaining mm-hmm. what heat culture is all about. Miami Heat super fan, pastor, preacher. <laughs> and master orator, really. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> he's just he's just good. Yeah, you gotta go watch Udonis Haslam. Oh, I believe shows up. It. Oh, come on. Oh. You get people in. Get people in. <laughs> I was gonna there's say a, there's a heat player in. Watch it because there's a player at the end. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, ooh. A real one. Yeah, legend. You can say legend? Miami sure. Heat legend? Sure. But people would have thought Wade. They would have <laughs> thought Shaq. No, I'm kidding. Uh incredible work. Uh yeah, by that gentleman and by TK and Jerome. So go check all that stuff out. Hello to the stream team. Appreciate you guys joining us live here on YouTube. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Your hoodies, your t-shirts, your mugs, your hats. And hey, join us tonight. Game four, NBA Finals, watch party on playback. Gets underway at 8 30 p.m. Eastern. We've been pretty good at going live a few minutes before our start time mm. so uh, we'll mm. see if we can continue that on a friday night but come join us for a little second screen experience tass and i'll be there hoping that trey kirby can jump on at least during halftime again because i'd love to get the breakdown of this nba finals media run that he was at <laughs> and hey no spoilers but an nba ringer showed up so I want TK to break it all down for us. We just saw a photo and a video, but uh, hopefully he can fill us in tonight. Again, Game 4, NBA Finals Watch Party on Playback. That link is in the show notes right now, so go join our room. On today's Drop Podcast, unheralded finals performances. This was an idea that spawned in our Game 3 playback because mm-hmm. we were watching Christian Brown. So he has inspired this list, did a little research, got a fun Fun couple of what about this guy names for you a little bit later in this pod. We got Tweet of the Night. We got Rapid Fire. But we start with a little Game 4 Finals preview. Uh, we got we had Denver taking care of business tasks in Game 3 on the road. They got the 109-94 win. They look really, really good there in the second half. They have a chance here to take a commanding 3-1 series lead. The Heat feels like they got to get this one. Yeah. To try and have a chance to win this whole Absolutely. thing. So what's something you're watching for or maybe even an adjustment you expect to see from Spo and Miami Heat? 
Well, we saw in Game 3 everything going through Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I expect the other side to do the same thing today. More Jimmy, more Bam. Everything to go through those two stars, put it on their backs. It's easy to just say we need a Jimmy game, but there has to be just more involvement from Jimmy. And he was going at it in Game 3. Mm-hmm. He was trying. Ten first-quarter points, had the most shot attempts that he's had the entire finals by a significant amount with yeah. 24 and he just couldn't execute in the lane. Denver is a very good matchup for him. I think there hasn't been enough credit for the drop coverage they're providing. Nikola Jokic is not leaving the lane, and Jimmy needs a little space. He isn't a, you know, a fancy, schmancy, dribble-around type of, uh, you know, Eurostep type of guy. No. He needs a, a bit of space, and the length of the Nuggets is bothering him across the board. Yeah, sure, try and go with Jamal Murray. He's stepping up. Then it's KCP. Then it's monster defenders, and Jokic is there in the lane every single time. That being said, Jimmy missed some easy ones in the lane. Uh, he could do better. Two of eight inside the restricted area for him. Um, he, he can just frankly just be a little better he can hit a couple more shots and and six of 16 in the paint so the 28 points on 24 shots it just got to get better he hasn't had a 30 point game since game one of the conference finals it's been a minute so he's he's got to step up him and bam bam same thing three of nine in the restricted area the restricted area is close to the rim you can do better but Jokic is there uh and and bam seven of 21 overall the thing is we're already asking them to do a lot and i think their minutes might have to jump up they're both at 40 minutes. We saw, yeah, I just said Jokic and Murray were great in game three. Part of that is they played a lot, 45 minutes. So they're asking them to do a lot. They're running through every single possession through those two guys. And uh, they've had the best two players in the series. So I think we just have to get a, a better Jimmy for them to be great. We can say, yeah, the three-point shooters, the 50-50 balls, all that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of things that the Heat could be better at than game three. But I think Jimmy just has to score more. And I don't know if... Eric Spolstra wants him to play more than 40 minutes. It's just asking a lot. Physically, he might not be good. He's got a, a defense, better, or sorry, a bigger defensive assignment than Jamal Murray because he has to guard Jamal Murray. Yeah, that's uh, the so part here. Jamal, uh, or excuse me, Jimmy and Bam, they are involved in all of the defensive action because of the Jamal Murray and Jokic pick and roll, which is which we saw 38 on ball screens from Jokic for Murray. Uh, in game three, over 30 possessions. I mean, so they're doing it sometimes multiple possessions. So, yeah, I mean, that's got to be fatiguing. Yeah, Obviously, sure. you know, fighting over it, fighting through it, communicating, switching. Like, they got to be locked in, but I'm with you. I mean, these are your superstars, and we saw Jokic and Murray Run <laughs> go for every 30 pick and point roll, triple doubles in game three, and uh, you're going to have to have uh, better games, at least from your stars there yeah. in Jimmy and Bam. Yeah. And because this is must win. So yeah. you got to pull out every stop, and that might mean playing them more than 40 minutes. Jokic and Murray played 45 each. Bam and Jimmy played 40 each. And yes, it's it's a tough assignment for Jimmy against Jamal and for Bam against Jokic. I guess you could also match Jokic's minutes uh, with Bam. And Bam matching Jokic's minutes. That that didn't happen. You know, maybe less Cody Zeller. You got to try and win those minutes where Jokic is on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard the Locked On Heat guys talk about this. That made sense. I mean, we brought up Haywood Highsmith. Maybe you just go small and and. Put Cody Zeller to the bench because he's not. They're not winning those minutes. No. So Haywood Highsmith at the five, which which has worked in the postseason a little bit. Just to tr- you got to win those Jokic minutes where he's on the bench. It's only mm-hmm. three or four minutes, but you got to win those. So maybe maybe it, that's a, that's a card I think Spolstra can play. Love at the five. No more Cody. The Heat need to slow Jamal Murray down too. At least so far through three games, the one game that they did, they won in game two. But that does mean if you want to slow Jamal Murray down, that means you need to figure out how to slow down the (laughs) Jokic-Jamal Murray pick and roll, which, as I said, they did a lot there in Game 3. It scored a lot. Now they've used multiple defenders on on Jamal Murray, though Jimmy Butler getting a bulk of it. They've thrown... We've seen zone at the Nuggets. You know, it's worked at times. I thought uh, Michael Malone and the Nuggets were better prepared in Game 3 where they put Jokic in that. We talked about that on yesterday's pod. And then we saw in Game 3, Tass, and I wonder how much we see it tonight, Spo and the Heat deciding to blitz Jamal Murray on the pick and roll. Aggressively send two guys and try and trap him and force the ball out of his hands. It actually, when you look at the numbers in the breakdown, it didn't force a lot of turnovers, but it did work better than them just playing pick and roll where they were just scoring sort of at will, it felt like. Uh, the numbers went down a little bit. But man, is that, is that a risky move? Because yeah. Jamal Murray is slippery. 
He's a good playmaker. So he can get the ball a lot more times than not to Jokic at sort of the top of the top of the, the three-point line or around the free throw line. And then it's Jokic playing four on three basketball. I mean, it's like now he's either just going to score, which maybe is the game plan, uh, or he's going to kick it out to a, a shooter because, again, they have the advantage. I mean, we've seen this before with Draymond Green and the Warriors. Like, teams trap, try and get the mm-hmm. ball out of Steph Curry's hands. It goes to Draymond, and then Draymond, obviously high basketball IQ, uh, can operate from there. That was successful. And Jokic is a better scorer mm-hmm. than, than Draymond Green is. So it's... Uh, it's tough. I'm not. I don't even know. I'm, I'm not coming up with the right answer here. You know, probably the answer is, and Spo talked a little bit about this. Switch it up. You, you just got to keep them on their toes. You can't do the same thing over and over again because these guys are just too great of offensive talent. So, blitz sometimes. Don't switch. Like all of these things, and everybody has to be locked in defensively to try and slow this. But you gotta. You gotta take away Jamal Murray. I think to help your chances here. To win. Yeah, this game. he's just that. He's just damn good, though. I know. <laughs> we saw I know. we saw him in game two. He struggled. He had eighteen, but he, he just wasn't himself. He wasn't. He wasn't extremely aggressive. Game three was a different story. You just have your two best players handle the ball as much as possible. Jokic and Murray just touching it every single time. And I just wonder if that this carries over uh, to to game four. I think the Heat probably stay with a similar plan and keep shooters covered right because because it could be a nightmare scenario where michael porter jr is an incredible incredible shooter and he's just been cold for three games to start this series so now you're gonna leave him open i think it's a little it's scary at kcp similar scenario the guy only three years ago led the team who won the championship and three pointers made with the lakers also a scary premonition so I, I, yes, there's no good answers. There absolutely is no good answers. You have five scorers on that team. You're going to leave them open. Uh, and the other side is, well, yeah, take out Jamal Murray, as you said, to, to some degree, because Jokic is going to get his. They, yeah. they literally, they do not have an answer. No. Uh, nobody has and nobody will. Yeah, maybe maybe Wembenyama get, you know, <laughs> gaining 40 pounds down the road, but there's little, there's not enough height. Uh, and Dwayne Dedman didn't. You know, throw that Theragun. Maybe you have a backup option. But listen, they have no option for Jokic. This, I don't think Dwayne Dedman was going to be no, stopping Jokic. No, but they need somebody. He's, he's better than Cody Zeller, yeah, I think. Sure. But anyway, I, I, I flash back to 2016, the finals there, where LeBron and Kyrie had that spectacular Game 5 where the series turned. It was 3-1. They each had 40 points in Game 5. Watching Jokic and Murray have this spectacular Game 3 that they did something that no other pair of teammates has ever done similar to LeBron and Kyrie and they carried it into game six and game seven and they mm-hmm. won this thing I, I just wonder if they're just going to be rolling sure, and, sure. And, and maybe you decide okay we'll live with Michael Porter Jr. or KCP and, and Aaron Gordon who's not taking threes doing smartly is getting into the lane more those are the options I, I just wonder uh, I, yeah ho- hopefully if you're if you're Spolstra and in the heat that they're just not as aggressive <laughs> really that's, yeah. what, that's what you're hoping yeah. they took those two guys took 14 of the first 18 shots of the Nuggets and, and it just kept happening eight shots each in the first quarter and so maybe that was a, a little bit different than what the way they'll play in game four they gotta hope anyway. yeah they also, of course, the Heat, they need to take care of the glass because they got crushed there. Uh, 13 offensive rebounds in Game 3 for the Nuggets, 58-33 to 33 overall advantage. So that's got to come, you know, back to a little more 50-50 there. And I'm with you. If I'm the Heat, I am a little terrified in this three-game series so far that, uh, is that MPJ game coming or is that KCP game coming? Yeah. You know, all of the all of the letters there for these guys. KCP, 2-9 from deep in the series. He's shooting 31% from the field. Michael Porter Jr., 3 and 19 from deep, shooting under 26% from the field. They're leading this series with two of their starters hitting a combined five threes on 28 shot attempts from deep mm-hmm. and just overall bad and making like boneheaded fouls and obviously not finding open men and just generally playing poorly. Now, Credit to Malone and the bench for coming on, stepping up, and having great games, uh, you know, the compost crew. But it does feel like in – I don't know if it's tonight, I don't know if it's game five, but, like, one of those guys, if not both of those guys, we're going to look at the box score and it's going to be, like, four, five, six made threes for one of them. I just – you know it's coming. It's coming, yeah. So that good. means uh, Struess and Duncan and Gabe Vincent, I mean, they got to sort of be the equalizers in that department. Yeah. Or Martin. And maybe they bounce back because they just had a bad game three. They, they did miss shots yeah. uh, on the Heat side. 
But yeah, the worrisome part is Michael Porter Jr. He had some toilet bowls. The ball almost went down. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was real close. And I think they're doing a good job of keeping his spirits up. As we said, post-game, Aaron Gordon yelled out to him, wait till you get your powers back from the Monstars. They're going to keep playing him, at least to see if his shot's going down. And it's totally true, as people have been saying, he's one of those guys that once his shot goes down, the defense keeps up. You know, the, the energy keeps up on both ends. So that's the scary part. You can't, you can't leave him open, I, I don't think. That's, that's a problem. But, yeah, we've talked about the Heat supporting players, the Gabe Vincent questionable calls in – the first half of game three that yeah. threw him off uh, his rhythm. Gabe has been phenomenal through the first two games. So if we have a bounce back Gabe for Gabe, uh, <laughs> then, you know, we, we could be talking about a different scenario. But, yeah, lots of lots of guys. There, there's there's lots of room for improvement. Jimmy hits some of those, you know, two-foot stop floaters in the lane, these restricted area shots. I, I think the other way, Miami could – you know, regress to the mean the other way. Like you said, the rebounds, okay, that should just balance out a little bit, although Bam was amazing with 17 boards. The, the, heat, the Nuggets were just using their height. Uh, so hopefully that bounced back. But also they had only four turnovers the Heat did in I game know. three. That's a ridiculous That's like nothing. Number. It's nothing. <laughs> Tied for the second fewest turnovers ever in an NBA Finals game. So they're going to have more than that. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, do you think the Heat should try speeding up this game a little bit? Make it a little more frantic. Oof. And usually that's not their MO. Right. But should they try that in this series? It, the pace of this series is like slow. Yeah. Very slow. Uh, now, the Nuggets are usually, they like to get up and down and play that way, or they have at least in the regular season and some of this postseason. But, you know, in this final so far, it's it's methodical in the sense like, yeah, we'll just set up our stuff and run our pick and roll game mm-hmm. with our two superstars. But I wonder, do you just try and like make it a little more hectic and just push? And, you know, we've seen love with the outlet passes and Lowry's sort of good at this at times, like at least pushing the ball up. Um, or, or is that crazy talk? And just like, you know, obviously get your shots and hit your threes and take care of the glass and do all these little things. <laughs> and use 24 seconds of the shot clock. I don't know, their most successful quarter was the fourth quarter game two where they had that, that ridiculously efficient quarter. But it was also at a ridiculously slow quarter. Mm, so Good point. Yeah, I so mean, they I, were just hitting three after three. They were hitting three. after three. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. You want to... You want to get into that that second quarter of game two pace where the Nuggets were running up and down and and bombing away from three themselves. It feels like a Nuggets game. Uh, That feels like a Nuggets game. Yeah, I agree. So it's it's, it's tough, but uh, I don't know. You can't can't lose your fans either. The fans got sucked out of this game. So, um, yeah, maybe the speed would help that because they were great in the first half. I know I like to ridicule Heat fans, but... They were they were bad in the second half. They, I mean, no, they got sucked out. They got of it. sort of crushed. Sure, as the game they started to sense like, oh god, I don't, we don't have an answer for these guys. We can't yeah. stop them. But there's there's some sweet life happening there too. They're living mm. in the sweets at half. Okay, well. our man Trey Kirby said it. You go into the Kaseya Center, everybody's in early, but they're all in their sweets. They got out for the first quarter. They got yeah, out for the yeah. first half. They were great, but I, I, I didn't I didn't buy that third quarter. Yeah, they just they just got beat and they sucked. All right, there, there was more from the heat. There was some tonight. empty. There were some empty seats. There were some towel seats. We need out like there. that heat culture guy. Everybody's got to be yeah. like him, yeah. screaming and yelling and snorting and whatever <laughs> he was saying. Uh, all right. Well, anything else from this game that you'll be watching? I mean, we talked about like I think you're right, Jamal Murray. Watch him in the first like ten minutes of this game and how many shot attempts he's getting. How like involved is he? Yeah. You know, is he struggling at all? That'll set the tone, obviously, or he, does, he sort of does for the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Any other notes? No, I, th- I think we've. I think we've exhausted it. You probably match Bam with Jokic. You probably play Jimmy and Bam more, mm-hmm. which is asking a lot. I don't think Jimmy's 100%. And, and you uh, said Haywood. Backup, backup center, maybe a switch up. Love Highsmith to go small. Right. If so, you're, so you're going to play Cody fast, Miller. you don't match Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's the backup center for Denver. Maybe you match him there okay. and drop Cody. Okay. Well, we will see. We'll be live on playback tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Hit that link, join the room, and uh, swing by as we have some fun watching uh, a must-win game four here for the Miami Heat. Uh, got some news here, Tass. The NBA is considering giving head coaches a second challenge of an official's call if the first challenge of the game is successful. So under the current rule, coaches are limited to one challenge per game. We know this. A successful challenge results in the team being allowed to keep the timeout that was used to trigger the review, 
but you don't get another one if you get mm-hmm. it right. So they're thinking about doing this under the proposal. The team would be allowed to keep its timeout with a successful challenge, which they do now, and be given another challenge to use later in the game. Yeah, do you like Inter- this idea? <laughs> Usually I am a video review hater. We don't we don't like long video reviews. But maybe I'm a sicko. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a, a a replay fetishist or something. I think we like replays. I think we like them. We don't like long video reviews. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, I like watching replays. Okay. I I like figuring things out. It's a, it's a little you know, detective work sure. as, as the re- replay comes up. Oh, where did it go? But you just want two looks, that kind of thing. You figure it out and you move on. The crazy part is the minutes that it takes at times. So, yeah, don't want minutes. But if it's seconds, then, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's all right. Now, we're probably going to get a, a test run at Summer League. Chris Haynes reported that that could happen you know, weeks ago. He said it. And they could test this second challenge thing. Sure, I don't mind it. You know, keep challenging until you get it wrong. Even go ten oh, times. Oh no, let's I don't not, mind a second one. Do like that. if you get it right, a second one. Yeah, because coaches have typically been hesitant to challenge a call early in games, even if it's like a blatantly wrong call, because they want to reserve that option for crunch time situations. Right? They want right. to keep it in their pocket. And you know, yeah. we've we've made fun of coaches that use it in the first half. I'm like, really? I mean, I know every possession yeah. is important and all that, but come on. So in this That's idea... That's a weird time to use it in the first quarter yeah. to get the ball back when you might need it. And we've seen that come true where it's like, oh, you could have would have liked to have it there because they, they probably blew that one. But anyway, that, so that's what they're trying to you know, maybe uh, help the coaches in a way. Hey, you, you saw something blatant in the first half. Go ahead and use it. If you get it right, you'll have another one. Only if you get it right. Only if you get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's gone if you screwed up and right. you played it incorrectly. Listen, it's a game of runs. We do often see momentum swing in the first half, in the first quarter. It's it's apparent. First quarters, the second quarters, they're the records for these teams when they're that are in the finals here. That when they're up at half, it's apparent. Like a call in the second quarter could matter. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind it at all to have basically one per half. I mean, yeah, you could use it. You could use two, two in the last yeah, six minutes of sure, the game. Sure. You just want them as long as they're somewhat quick reviews. Do you want a timer? Interesting. Somebody just said that in the stream team. 90-second timer. You know? Respect. Respect, stream teamer. Not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. No, not at all. But then it's sort of silly if the whole point to make the challenge was to, like, let's get the call right. Yeah. Especially in a late-game situation. Then, then you know, uh, you don't want to take an hour, but... Take as much time as you do need to get the call right. I guess you could argue, well, if you're looking at it a hundred times and you can't decide still, then you probably should just go with what was called on the floor because there's not enough evidence to overturn it. Because we've been in that situation. Yeah. And the thing that we've talked about forever is maybe you get a little help from the review center because they have that extra 30 seconds, let's say, before the referees get to the monitor. Yes, yes. To to somebody in Monty McCutcheon in the review center to say, hey, referee, I, th- I think it's going this way. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's this way, but have a look to help out. Because because I, I also bring that up because we've talked about it, uh, you know, a bunch. But also in this same article here, feels like the future is here because there's also this line: technology to determine late game out of bounds and goaltending calls is yeah, here. Technology yeah. is here. Yes, it's it's almost like what happens in soccer or tennis, where technology apparently you can determine whose hand the ball went off of kind of thing like sure, it sure. like you know it, it's it's just it's just able to yeah, uh, we got a million cameras yeah yeah and, and and like it's not just the camera it's not just the the review I, I, but apparently it's not just like a, somebody in the no, review no, no, center no. Yeah. looking at it it's just the fact that like you can monitor these things and sorry not monitor is the wrong word but the cameras can evaluate it you don't need a human essentially mm-hmm. To make that call. So it, it is kind of looked at or assisted by the review center. But I think and w- what's going to happen here in the last two minutes, apparently it is going to be like soccer and tennis where the technology will determine who the ball went off of and starting next year. And I believe you're a year. fan of this. Uh, you believe it, yes. You, you have yeah, no don't you think? Yeah, yeah. That's... I mean, we'll have to see it in play. I think they're going to test this during some release and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, 
in theory, like out of bounds, goaltending it makes definitely makes sense to me. The technology is going to be able to determine was the ball at its peak, is it on its way down, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'll be like exactly, <laughs> is yeah. it just computed yeah. um, because of all the cameras <laughs> on it and stuff like that. So I get that, but yeah, then boom, the call's made or it comes down and let's go. Yeah, it's the it's the let's go <laughs> because as much as it sometimes builds drama at the end of these games, it sometimes sucks it all out of the oh, for sure. out of the building and out of the viewing experience and like. You know, you we want these, you know, players being the entertaining aspect, not the oh my god, let's look at this for a million times. And then you get the broadcast crew inevitably complaining about it, and then everybody's complaining about it, us yeah. included. So yeah, this has been a, yeah. a problem forever. Adam Silver yeah. became commissioner in 2014. That was one of the first things he said: the end of game experience. It can't be three minutes for 30 seconds. Right now, it has to be faster. Will this be faster? This is something, as you said, the cameras track it like they've been tracking the distance that guys run and, and, and the distance traveled. Basically, it's, it's just camera work, but it will be approved by somebody in the review center. So that basically is being taken out of the hands of the referees, most likely starting next year. Most likely anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but it'll be tested. I'm sure it's been tested for a long time. So, yeah, well, the future is here. We're getting closer to to tennis and soccer in that regard for those ones. Let's hear if you're a fan of uh, at least this potential second challenge for coaches. If they get the first one right, you like that, let us know in the stream team. If you're listening to the podcast later, tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, some unheralded finals performances. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, Tass and Skeets here in the Classic Factory. Thanks, everybody, for joining us live on YouTube. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Inspired by Christian Brown's Game 3, we thought it would be fun to highlight some other unheralded NBA Finals performances. We actually did a bit of a group think during mm-hmm. Wednesday night's playback hang. I was jotting down all the names that you and the uh, chat there were throwing out. Took some of them, did a little research, and came up with a pretty fun list. Now, a few parameters on this. I went back to the 2000s. Okay, so we're looking at like a 25-year window. I had to call it somewhere. Yeah, that's Otherwise, fine. we'd be here for hours. Uh, so what does that mean? No Steve Kerr. Mm. All right? Okay, we weren't going back to yeah, those, I, those I, 90s bulls. I mentioned that one. You yeah. did, you did, you did. Uh, we're looking for a bench player who was never an all-star. <laughs> so no Manu Ginobili. All right, because his name was popping up when I was doing some of the uh, research. That makes sense. Uh, But a bench player that has really never been an all-star is sort of where we're going here. I searched for 15-plus points, Christian Brown with 15, in pretty limited action. Now, he did it in about 20 minutes. Was it 19 or 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. I extended that a little bit to 28 minutes. I started 25, but I wanted to get one particular name on this list, so I made it 15-plus points off the bench in 28 minutes or less. And the final parameter was it the performance had to come in a win. So, you know, bonus points if it was a competitive game, and it wasn't like garbage time, like big points, but like a competitive game in a win. So that took away some names that some people might be going, what about this guy? What about this guy? Like David Lee had a good... Um, Oh, the David Lee game. David Lee had a good uh, game in, in a finals game, but it came in a loss. So it wasn't, you know, <laughs> it didn't help him win. Uh-huh. So anyway, there, there's okay, a win, couple. sure. Yeah, so win. And somebody who doesn't points. play starters minutes. Exactly. 30 plus Exactly. Minutes. Okay. So I'm not going to do them in order because I want to start with the 2008 finals, Celtics-Lakers, for a reason. This series had three of these games. 
Yeah. Three instances from three different guys in this particular finals. Leon Poe. Game two. Hello. Yes. Hello, Leon, Leon Poe. Game two, 2008 finals. He came off the bench, scored 21 points in less than 15 minutes. Shot six of seven. Nine of 13 from the line. <laughs> Poe, aggressive in game two of the 08 finals. Man, back in the day when an undersized big, guys who didn't have foot speed, but they had heart, uh, they could, <laughs> could produ- make it in this league. Yeah, they could produce. <laughs> That's right. That was, uh, yeah, that was monstrous, obviously. So that's game two. Yeah. Game three, Sasha Vujicic, the machine. He scored 20 20 points in 28 minutes. That's why I extended this to 28 minutes. I wanted the machine in here. Because I remember this game. He went 7-10. He hit three threes, grabbed four boards. And again, Celtics won game two. Lakers won game three in this series. Uh, These guys were big parts of this. Right. uh, Sort of exploding. It continued in game four. Do you know who it is? P.J. Brown? No. No. Uh, Good guess. An- another Celtic? There's another Celtic. Baby? No, I'll get to him in the 2010 finals. Oh, okay. Uh, James Posey. Whoa. I know. I forgot about that one. 18 points in 25 minutes. He hit four three-pointers in a game that Celtics hit eight total. He went four for four at the line, but Posey was huge. Incredibly, in that same game, you could have made a case for Eddie House. Yeah, Eddie. Who scored 11 points off the off the bench in, you know, Limited action. He was a plus 20 in the game, but like Posey and House really helped the Celtics win that game four. So Ubuntu. That's Ubuntu. Jack yeah, Rivers man. is a good coach. He really is. He really is. So three guys in one finals is wild. Sticking with Posey, though, let's go to the 2006 finals. Heat Mavericks. Okay. James Posey in game four again. You know, we got game six clay. Did we ever have game four Posey? Doesn't <laughs> rhyme, does it? Um, James Posey registered a double-double task in 26 minutes off the bench. Went for 15-10. and 10, Shot 5-9 and nine from the floor. Splashed some threes. He got to the line. He was a plus 22. He was great in this game. Now, the Heat blew the Mavs out of the water uh, in this game, but a lot of that was because Dallas scored 7 points in the fourth quarter. I had to do a triple check on that. Do you remember the Mavericks scoring seven points in the fourth quarter of a finals game? Nope. <laughs> Neither did I. But this was a game four win that tied this series up, and Miami would win the next two. So Posey, uh, doing it twice here on the list. Sort game, of like that. Game Posey Posey. Sure. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Yeah, we could workshop that. That's not bad. Uh, okay, here's your uh, big baby Glenn Davis game. Uh, 2010, Lakers-Celtics. Game four. What is it with the Celtics in game four and these guys? Uh, big baby. Scored 18 points in 22 Ooh, minutes. Yeah. I knew that. Seven to 10 shots, five boards, two steals. He was licking his chops uh, in this one. Best player in the fourth quarter. I'm not even kidding. Was Big Baby Davis. And that was a win that tied that series at two games apiece. Uh, and also, incredibly, Eddie House was pretty good off the bench in this game too. But Big Baby Davis was the story. The mid-rangers raining down, I'm yep, sure. Yep, yep, yep. Back in the day when you could hit a mid-ranger. 2001 finals, Lakers-Sixers. Who am I going with? Now this guy's a Laker, right? Yeah. Uh, now this guy's like an iconic Laker. An iconic NBA player that's... Oh, Robert Ory? There you go. Robert Ory in game three. Played amazing in 24 minutes off the pine. Big Shot Bob scored 15 points. He was perfect from deep, three for three. He added four boards, three assists, two blocks, and a steal. Nice. And... Almost all of that, almost all of it came in the second half in a road win that gave the Lakers the 2-1 series lead. I know we look back at the series now and go, well, besides Iverson in game one, him stepping over Ty Lue, the, Lake, uh, the, the Lakers sort of crushed the Sixers. But, you know, it's not really – I mean, this was sort of a close game. This was a big game. Gave them the 2-1 series lead, and then mm-hmm. they went on to win the next two. But, yeah, big shot Bob, man. What a career. What a career. What a cool guy, too. We had a chance to meet him. Mm-hmm. At a, at a, what was that? A Jack Daniels. Uh, yeah, at a, at, yeah, <laughs> Tennessee Distillery. That's right. Jack Daniels. That's right. Yeah, he just hanging cool. with Robert Ory and Muggsy Bogues. Two, two awesome guys. Amazing guys. Yeah. I was, uh, I was sitting at the end of the table during this dinner we had with a bunch of people that won this contest or something. I was sitting beside Robert Ory, just hearing the stories, man. <laughs> and you can see why the guy was always coming in the clutch. The guy's just cool as shit. <laughs> I don't know. His just mean. His demeanor. It's just like. I mean, and maybe that's because he hit all these shots and he's cool, 
Or I think they go hand in hand. Anyway, uh, 2012 finals, Heat Thunder. Mike Miller. Whoa. Game five. He exploded for 23 points in 23 minutes. Seven for eight from deep. Really? And this finished off the series because they won in five. Uh, yeah, seven Killer. for eight from deep. Killer Miller. I actually I went and watched the clips, and I remembered this game because he hit back-to-back threes early in the first quarter, uh, near the end of the first quarter, obviously when he subbed in. That extended the lead. You start sensing like, uh-oh, this one's getting away from the thunder here. And then he started five for five, Mike Miller did from deep, and Mike Breen was going crazier and crazier after every Mike Miller three. Uh, and he finally missed one, but finished, like I said, hitting seven of eight. So nearly all of his points coming from deep. But that ended off the uh, the Thunder there in game five. So are we getting the no-shoe game? Because that's what you think of. No, It just wasn't we're not. big enough? We're not. It I, I, I looked it up. It wasn't big enough. That's right. But he had back-to-back years. He was monstrous. He was LeBron's man. Brought him there for this reason. Yep. Yep, yeah. he was huge. You forget that year for sure. Uh, okay, the next finals, though. Heat Spurs. I do have a player. And it was said in our playback. Uh, it was one of the first names somebody threw out, if I remember correctly. In 2013. 2013 finals, this guard came off the bench. and Oh, Norris Cole. No. Not Norris Cole, but I had him in the running. He actually didn't do as much in a finals as I thought he sort of did. But anyway, no, yeah. another guard. Spurs. Wasn't. For the Spurs. Oh, for the Spurs. Oh, Gary Neal. Yeah. Gary Neal. Yeah. This guy. Love Gary Neal. Call this guy Gary when he gets a couple drinks in him. <laughs> uh, Gary Neal, game three. Uh, he caught fire, scored 24 points in 25 minutes. He finished 9 of 17 from the floor. He hit six threes. He had four boards. He had three assists. No, 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 no. This game turned into a blowout. It was The final score was 113 to 77. But Neil did a lot of that damage in the first half when it was still a close game and, you know, the Heat were still in that game, and then it got out of control in the second half. But it wasn't like I thought at first. I was like, "Oh, Gary Neal must have just hit like five of these threes in garbage time or something." But what well, he didn't—he scored a lot in the first half, so he was a big reason why they were up and and in the game. And he makes the list, Gary mm. Neal. <laughs> Great name. It's Co- a perfect name. Perfect spur. Yeah. Couple uh, other honorable mentions. I'll, I'll list them all here because these are from like the past seven years. Sean Livingston in Game One of the 2016 Finals, uh, 20 points. In 26 minutes, he hit eight shots. Um, I'm guessing all of them were mid-range jumpers. Yep. Uh, Serge Ibaka in game four of the 2019 finals with our Raptors. Do you remember this? Like, I know Serge had a good postseason run, hit some big shots in that playoff run for the Raps, but in game four, he had 20 points in 22 minutes and went 9-12 in that game off the bench. He had a perfect third quarter, which, like, gave the Raptors the lead and obviously the win. In, uh, in that game four. Huge. Crazy. Rondo. Now, I'm breaking my rule here because he was a former All-Star. But Rondo in game two of the 2020 Bubbles Finals. What did he do? Rondo came off the bench in 26 minutes, went for 16, 10, and 4. That was his box score. That's massive. That is forgettable. I did not remember that. The only for, you, do you remember the photo of him in the finals, the Bubbles with his kid like drinking from the champagne bottle? No. I that pick. Uh, yeah. I, I thought including Rondo was fine because, like, Rondo, obviously, all-star. Different player. Yeah, like, then he's, like, out of the league, it felt like. He's bouncing around. And then, yeah, he's contributed to the Lakers' uh, championship win there in 2020. Uh, Bobby Portis in Game 6 of the 2021 Finals. This one's forgotten because Giannis goes for 50 and 14 in the clinching Game 6. Bobby Portis scored 16 points in 23 minutes off the bench. Really, really good and really efficient. And final one from last year, Tass. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to go with? Last year's finals, game five. He just hit the 15-point quota. He just hit the 15-point quota that I was in looking for. game five. Of, you love this guy. Of the uh, Off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. For the Warriors. Why, who, why, is it, why am I drawing a blank here? Gary Payton II. Wow. 15 wow. points in 26 minutes, 6 for 8 from the floor, 5 boards, 3 steals. I mean, obviously out there for defense, but was scoring in this game. Plus 16 in that big game 5. Obviously in a, in a series that was uh, 2-2 at that point, right? Do I have that correct? Yes, Yeah, definitely. because the Celtics were up 2-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Warriors won 3 straight. Yeah. So there you go. Those are some honorable mentions. That's the list I put together. Again, like I said, like the past 25 years or so. I will note, because this was a name that people were throwing out, J.J. Barea, 
And I was like, oh, yeah, J.J. Barea. Like, he was massive in the 2011 finals. But he started games four, five, and six. Remember, he, didn't, he came off the bench for the first three games. Mm-hmm. And then they inserted him into the starting lineup, and he was money. He averaged 13 and five in those three wins that he started as they came back to uh, help get Dirk his first championship. The but so, but he can't. He started so he was the good. LeBron stopper. Some were calling him. <laughs> ah, but I was thinking of that series too because Jason Terry was coming off the bench every single game for the match. Sure, had sure. A huge, he finished off the series with a twenty-seven point game, but he was off the bench too many minutes. Yeah, for, see, this for, is the thing. Like, there's like, a, like Lamar Odom's got a bunch of finals games where he, but he played a lot of minutes off the yeah. bench. Like there are those guys that. They come off, but they play like 30 minutes plus. You know, Ginobili did that a lot too. So trying to find like those Christian Brown. Right. In a lot of cases, like the, holy crap, where did this guy come from? Your Gary Neals and your, you know, who else did I say? Uh, I guess, oh, Big Baby Davis. Posey is a good one. Posey's a good one. The Machine, definitely a good one. Yeah, I threw out Pat Connaughton from the 2021 finals the other day more because their games are similar. He did have, I think, two 14-point games in that series. But I think Christian Brown's, maybe it's a little recency bias. Pat Connaughton was doing it with, like, offensive rebounds. Christian Brown's, there's a little bit more uh, pizzazz, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. You know, uh, the the enthusiasm Jokic said after the game. That guy, that guy won us the game, and he took it into Jimmy Butler's chest for his yeah, last basket. Yeah, big slam. And he hit the slam. side of the backboard. <laughs> Did yes. it all. Yeah. Uh, so there it is. That's the list that I put together of uh, some of the most unheralded finals performances. Maybe I missed one or two, so you tell me in the stream team or obviously tweet at us at NoDunkSync or drop it there in the uh, YouTube comments. Serge Ibaka. Forgot about that Oh, no. 9 of 12? And the per- I got to go back and watch this third quarter in game <laughs> four of the 2019 finals like a real sicko. He was lights out. Didn't miss Automatic. in the corner. Amazing. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, tweet of the night and rapid fire fun. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash no dunks, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, we gave JD the honor. Time for Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet uh. Yeah, goddamn Tweet of the Night. It's just like... Uh, Are you too stoned? I was so stoned, man. <laughs> I can't look at the Couldn't screen. Couldn't barely man. look at it. Well, you know, like uh, every time I... I, it's, a, it's an outrage machine now, you know? Like, it's all I get. I, so I, whenever I have to do Twitter the Night, I, I just fire it up and I go to the For You. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the following. Not the following. No. Yeah, get out of here, following. Uh, yeah, so For You... 
this morning. Mm-hmm. First thing that pops up, it's just a couple of troll jobs. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay, sure. They're like designed to make me angry. So here's the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's from a man named Farzad Mazbahi, okay. I believe. Is that how you say his name? Anyways, he says, Pickleball is the biggest blight in the history of sports. Stop hijacking tennis courts, you bastards. Okay. All right. That that tweet is about five months too old. Uh, yes. Or late, I should Thank say. You. I should say. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Thanks. Okay, they're yes, back. Yes, looks, back. looks like we're back. We're back. We're back. We did it. We did it. Oh, pickleball! Wow. Pickleball ruined everything, pickleball. including podcasts and yeah. streaming. Okay, okay, hold on. Let's just uh, recap what happened there. <laughs> we believe. Well, we know the Wi-Fi just completely dropped. Yeah, there seemed to be a power surge here in the classic factory. Something. And uh, we lost our monitor, and obviously it froze the stream, and uh, the lights somehow managed to stay on. But anyway. Yeah. We, we are back. We just kept going, and here we are. Right. So, um, <laughs> do you want to just hit tweet of the night again? <laughs> no, you know what? Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Um, oh, yeah, there was a pickleball tweet. There was That's a what... pickleball tweet. Is oh, guys angry God, about pickleball? I, you know, just shut up already. It's, you know, we got it. This country is, I, I read an article about, uh, you know, complaining that public tennis courts were being overrun by pickleball people. Who are generally out of shape, right? And this country has got a weight problem. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. So let get like get out there and play pickleball. It's fun. And I we have a tennis club over here. We played there a couple of weeks ago. They don't care. We we went there and there was just pickleball people there. Yeah. And there, there are a million courts. And so many courts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's room for everybody. There is so. room for everybody. Room for so everybody. let's just everybody relax. And okay, so moving That's on. It's not a big deal. Let's be ten nice. It's definitely not a big deal. Dill. 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 Yes. It's not a big deal. Thank you. Thank this you will still that. be a Vlasic, despite the Wi-Fi. There was a pickleball tournament, that finally, sponsored by Vlasic, and they called it the Vlasic Classic. Yeah, that's good. It's really good. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. This is already a disaster, but what I would like yeah. to do is to assign some homework or remind everybody that they have homework, because today, Fast X comes out on digital. Oh, So this is great nice. news nice. because, well, it's bad news because I'm probably going to have to pay 20, 25 bucks to see it again. I did want to see it again. Yep, me too. But the finals, you know, they could be wrapping up sooner or later, but the, definitely when we're done the finals, we are going to be doing our film session, uh, breaking down Fast X, the 10th movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Matty O is going to join us. And, you know, you have another opportunity to go and see it or to consume it in your home Mm -hmm. or not. You don't have to, actually, because we watched it, so you don't have to. That's right. We basically go through the entire movie. We'll go deep. We'll break it down. It'll probably be actually more enjoyable for you if you don't have to sit through the movie. Yeah, don't watch it. But uh, just, yeah, I wanted to remind people of that. Okay. So that's it. Tweet of the night and a little homework assignment. And I don't know. (laughs) The longest tweet of the night in history. Well. Swish. Yeah. Might be true. I don't even know if that's true, to be honest. We've had some long No, we've gone some pretty far. But that was a first, yeah. A pretty good run we had, actually. We've had an incredible run where during a show... The power has not gone out, yeah. or at least crapped out, or whatever the heck happened there. And the power goes out in this neighborhood probably 10 times a year, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the it's storms, Atlanta, yeah. You got, like, sheep and goats chewing through wires down, <laughs> That's right. down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I look up at the little the internet cable that they installed. Like, I got fiber put in, and you it's can see it. Up, it's just hanging, it's hanging right off there. the side of your house. I looked at that yesterday. Yeah. That got worse, though. I don't think it was that bad. Oh, is it is it worse? You have cables hanging yeah, off the side they, of your house. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe that's the issue. I know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we are hang literally hanging by a thread <laughs> over here. <laughs> All right, we did it. We did it though. Fast X. Fast X. Pickleball. Go play it. It's fun. Awesome. All right. <laughs> well, let's uh let's wrap up this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun all right i got the questions you guys got the answers but because there's only three of us here i'll also answer my own questions so first one dwight howard he couldn't draw interest in the nba this past season so instead he played in taiwan where he averaged 23 and 16 for the leopards he competed in a three-point contest and he tried to recruit 
every NBA player you know to come join him in Asia. Do you see all those videos of oh, yeah. Dwight saying, come, come here, come here. Anyway, but the former All-Star center, he says he's eyeing an NBA return, and he thinks he can help the Sacramento Kings contend for a title. Um, the question off of this is, what's something you'd like to return to? So, a specific goal, a hobby, maybe a location, really anything. Where would you like to return to? Well, a couple quick Dwight facts before I get to what I'd like to return to. Dwight's team didn't make the playoffs in Taiwan. No, I think they won six games. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't do well. Uh, <laughs> they were brutal. That's surprising. And he, also surprising, report is, from my man Joel McMillan, who lives in Taiwan, that Dwight stayed well after the season mm-hmm. and hung out in Taiwan for like a month. Wow. That's surprising. Usually yeah. players get the heck out. you got to assume that that's what players leave anyways, come back to their homes. He must love it there to stick around for a month. And Jeremy Lin also was in that league. His team didn't make the playoffs. He got hurt. But mm. they got two leagues in Taiwan. There wow. you go. Anyway, uh, back to me here quick. Something I want to return to, turning on or off a light in the home. I'm going to get back to snapping to either turn it off <laughs> or turn it on. Both ways. It's a clapper. Yeah, but... But so on yeah, the, the switch. Snapper. On the switch. Instead yeah. of just turning oh. on or off a light switch. Yeah, not the sound. Going <laughs> well, up to a light switch. That's what I thought you meant. You mean literally going up to it and like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. To turn it on. I've never thumb, done that. Oh, it's amazing. Okay, to turn I'm it on, it. thumb under the light switch. To turn it off, middle finger over top of the light switch. Down, up. Wow. Yeah. So you got Every the... time I'm going to turn on or off a light switch, I'm going to snap. <laughs> one way or another. And do you have... So you have... Those traditional, like, traditional, the stickies, yeah. You got dimmers? Uh, no, I got the stickies, too. Yeah, I this got stickies. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah I'm a but sometimes, you know, they're What about when and... there's too many stickies beside each Ooh, other? Yeah. Oh, just another challenge. <laughs> it's good because it it sounds like a toggle, like an airplane toggle switch when you do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> All right, super fun. Yeah. He's going back Getting to back, it, people. Getting back to back, back to basics. <laughs> so you did this for a while, I guess. <laughs> Forever. Oh, why well, yeah. just stop? Is the oh, I don't know. Finger Maybe because it takes too long. <laughs> Maybe you do miss from time to time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Even even the best miss. <laughs> JD, what do you? What's something you'd like to return to? Well, staying on the lights for a second, I would like to install like a speaker system on the lights so that when we turn on the lights, you you know, in movies when you you can't just turn on a light that you have to hear the yeah. kong. Yeah. We should do yeah. that here, mm. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Or in just a regular house, like kachong, and then they all they all fire up. <laughs> sure. I like it. But, but the, I like the, the lights effect. don't make that sound. Like it's it's no. like from the the 1920s. Like right. the, you know, it's a good point. It's weird. Yeah, it's like, but it's just a signal. Hey, we're on. I know. It's like electric cars. They're backing up with bird sounds. It's like, why, yeah. are you, why are you doing that? It's, it's like it, it's also like um, in movies, lightning. When you see it, you always hear thunder with uh, the lightning, but yeah. that's not how it works. Right, right, right. But it's good if call. you see it without the sound, it feels weird. Yeah. Mm, interesting. The human brain is odd. <laughs> Very odd. I'm stalling because I don't really have an answer for this. <laughs> really? Um actually I do, but Tass, you kind of inspired me with seeing you ride up that mountain on your bike. Oh, what are there you getting you back go. to? There you go. Skateboarding? I might uh, dust off the old longboard. Mm. I haven't I haven't been on it in a while. I had a terrible fall and I just don't want to miss work, you know? Like you don't you don't mind falling, you just I, the falling is fine, but I want to have my limbs so I can actually press the buttons right. and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, maybe in the summer if I have a week off. Or Get whatever. out there. Yeah. Longboard. All right. Uh for me, ab workouts. Mm. You know, especially now mm. in summertime. Yeah. The abs are not looking great. <laughs> there was a stretch a couple years ago where I was committed to the ab workout and it it, it went away. And look, the older you get, the more that little, that little bottom pouch. Yeah. I mean, I'm a skinny guy. Don't get me wrong, but like that, just that little thing at the bottom there. If you got any good uh, ab workouts to get rid of that? Let me know in the stream team, or one of you guys. You stay <laughs> don't committed? look at me, man! Well, Holy shit! I mean, I don't Okay. I know about ab work. I've heard yeah, of them. You've heard of them? Yeah. He's got to try them. Uh, all right, next one. One of my favorite clips this week was Trey Kirby asking Miami Heat fans how much they would pay for a cup of Jimmy Butler's Big Face coffee. Answers, they ranged from like $40, 
for a bag of beans at least, to as high as 175 bucks somebody but was willing to pay for a cup of coffee. Whew. Baller. But I want to know, what's something else that you have no issues overpaying for? Tess. Well, it sounds weird, but uh, I'm overpaying for Spotify, essentially, because I pay a monthly fee. Got to pay the artists, of course, but I'm just listening to the same old stuff, generally. All the music. I'm listening to the same old music. I could download it. I could have it. I could just be not paying monthly and be Mm. listening to the same music. Oh, I see, I see. I could have the same playlist. Just download the playlist, but I'm paying. For no reason, but I want to pay. Yeah. So okay. I. You know, well, what about podcasts? What about podcasts podcast? too? Yeah. Of course yeah. I listen to podcasts. Okay. Yeah. So. I guess there's, there's some. There's some exclusive uh, Spotify podcasts. Right? right. Yeah. You can listen. Not us. We're everywhere. But yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, what about you, JD? Uh, you're never gonna see me on purpose. Although I just did this this winter, but discount airlines, Spirit, Frontier. I just. I don't care how cheap they are. No. I just, I can't do it. That's the move. I, I just can't do it. I, I, I flew EasyJet in Europe yeah. this year, and it was actually pretty great. That's Europe. Yeah, and that was... They're more efficient. It was desperation <laughs> because my there was a train strike. And here's another thing. I would spring for the first class. Next time, I regretted not getting first class tickets on the Eurostar. The, that's the train that goes from like London to Paris in like oh, okay. two hours. Just because you get a meal, you get champagne, and it's just like and it's still cheaper than the EasyJet or JetBlue right. or whatever over there. But there was a train strike, yeah. There was a train strike, so we had to go on the discount air, airway, and it was in, it was like literally an 18-hour ordeal when it could have been two hours and 15 minutes. Holy. Like, just getting Nothing out. Nothing easy to, about that. There is No, exactly. And it was more expensive. So, train is the way to go. First class if you can do it. But this every every viral video you see of like some some ridiculous passenger, they're all it's all spirit and frontier and all that. I can't. <laughs> I mean, not all of them, but I don't know. I like that answer. It's a yeah. pretty good one. What do you need? You need your bag of nuts. Yeah, I don't need a bag of nuts. Well, I do need a bag of nuts. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're paying for the extra. Exactly. Fee. Exactly. Uh, for me, it's running gear. I'll overpay for yeah. good running gear. Because it, it will allow, you know, I'm a big Tracksmith guy, not an ad, but I've bought their stuff forever. I, I, I have run thousands and times of, thousands of times in some of their, like, shirts or whatever shorts, and they still are, like, in complete great shape. So, like, mm-hmm. it's high quality, but it's a, it's expensive running gear. But I like it, so that's one thing I got no issue doing. And I feel like it's a good, it's like, at least I'm using it. It's helping my health. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But I gotta add in the ab workouts, and then we'll be laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. The cheap running gear, I threw some out. That's it, recently. exactly. I mean, yeah. it just disintegrates. Yeah. Uh, it's fast fashion. For, yeah. For, yeah. All right. Final one. This rapid fire question. I'm just gonna ask it. No setup. No nothing. Guys, is Baby Gronk the new Drip King, or is Livy just using him for clout? Tass. <laughs> baby Gronk, as in a baby Rob Gronkowski. Or something. Someone smaller than Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> is he the new Drip King? Or is Livy using That's him for clout? Just I, answer the question. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, no. Yes, no and yes. Both. Is he the new Drip King? No. Is Livy using him for clout? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. What? JD? I agree. Livy is using <laughs> him for clout. Baby Gronk has no riz. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the video, JD? No. Oh, wow. Well, how did you know it was riz? I have children. Wow, it's true. It does. I actually right. know what Riz Walmart. is now. There you go. Where it comes from. Explain for those that don't know. It's charisma. Short <laughs> for charisma. Ah. Yeah. 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 I'm hip. Did you watch I'm the with video? It? Or I, look I, any of this up after yeah. I put this in? Yeah, this 10 year old kid has <laughs> yeah. football skills. Yeah. He's already That's being recruited. Yeah, and Livy was recruiting. Supposedly the next big thing, yeah. And Livy is the LSU gymnast, uh, Olivia Dunn, I believe is her name. That uh, she's got the NIL deal and she makes a ton of money. Mm. But yes, they were seen together. It's crazy. This this clip. <laughs> this clip. You ever want to feel old, you just watch this clip. Yeah. And go, what? <laughs> Who? How? So she's recru- she's recruiting him to LSU. He's 10. I, no, she met him. She met they him. They met it. There's a the one <laughs> shot of him <laughs> hugging her. 
This 10-year-old kid is a... There's actually a whole athletic article talking to yeah, Baby Gronk's that. dad. Yeah. Uh, and like about the Rob. whole marketing. Rob Gronkowski. No, it's no. not. Oh. That's a nickname. Baby Gronk, oh. just a nickname. I mean, I, I was very... His name's mu- Madden, I think. It's What's good. that? I think the kid's real name's Madden. Yeah, it it's is. football name. Yeah. The, yeah. He, since birth, this guy, this kid has been like in training to play football. And the fun, like... I, Honestly, I, I saw the clips. I was like, really? Yeah. Well. I don't think it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. It's all, it's all hype. It's all... His father is... I'm judging him very harshly, but on the other, he does have one line in that article. It was basically like, "Hey, he may not play football, but he'll be rich." That's right. It's exactly what he says. That's smart, sort of. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definite. Yes, it is smart in a sense, but you're also robbing him of his childhood. You know, in a way. He's a very popular kid. He's got 318,000 followers. For now, good. while he's a kid, guess well, what? While he's the new drip king, but <laughs> he's not though. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no riz, as I said. <laughs> no, he does though, man. He does. He's he gonna go straight uh, from baby to man. When is he gonna convert from? Baby? Exactly. Oh, what about toddler? Toddler Gronk. He's gonna he's be done. He's ten. He's got this. He's this old. man, his future man, is always gonna be baby Gronk. Don't yeah, you see? We just talked about Big Baby Davis winning a game in the. NBA Finals. Big Baby Davis got his baby moniker as an adult. He was already a full-grown man. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? Do we know that for sure? I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I think... I think you're right. I think, uh, yes. You're right. You're right. It's going to be difficult to shed that label. Lil Bow Wow always will always be Lil Bow Wow. He tried, didn't he? Yeah. He tried, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Fame in this country is a cruel, cruel beast. Mm Mm-hmm. So, well, anyway. I'm glad I asked it. <laughs> Riz. I'm yeah. glad I, I learned what where Riz came yeah, from. Because I heard an explaction. It was... I mean, charisma, game, you know, like... Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 yes, yes, yes. I heard an explanation where a, a man was trying to uh, trying to sway a woman, trying to, trying to you know, get her to go out with him. It wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Then he picked his game up, and he had Riz yeah, because okay, so of there it. there you go. Yeah. Which is charisma is good. Right. I yeah. love it. All right. That's a rapid fire. <laughs> Somewhat rapid. This Somewhat week. rapid. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good for us. Uh, guys, let us know if this was a classic, especially with that uh, whole Wi-Fi crapping out oh, thing. Jesus. What are you going to do with that, JD? What, are you going to edit it over the podcast listeners? The podcast listeners the are only going to know this part of it. Can you put in that fun, like... Technical difficulty <laughs> sound like bang, bang, bang. I, I definitely yeah. I, I always like that when I hear that on a show. Yeah. So throw that into the I'll podcast. Throw that in the podcast. Hey, there's just really nothing we can do about the live stream though. No, who it's going to live as it is. Who so cares? hopefully we'll get those time stamps in there if you don't mind, Tassie, and then we'll just put uh, <laughs> from this time to this time technical difficulty. Well, I want to know what yeah. was happening during the whole time. Was it just spinning on the uh, pickleball was- tweet? <laughs> oh, hopefully. Did it go black? Were you just watching me scratch my face because I was on a solo <laughs> shot for a while? Like, what was happening? Well, we'll find we'll out. We'll find out when we watch we'll it back. Yeah, right now. Put the timestamps in. But uh, anyway, tonight, fingers crossed, Wi Fi flawless for game four of the NBA Finals. We're going to be on playback. Hit that link in the show notes. Join our room. We're going live, 8 30 p.m. Eastern. Tass and I will be there. It's Friday night. You know, Tass is going to crack a beer. <laughs> on a Friday night. I know you are. Uh, am I? Hey, hey, we're working Trying tomorrow, to get in shape. We are working yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're back here tomorrow. No, no, we're going to have a beer tonight. All right, one beer, Zach Lowe. Uh, and don't, for, don't, don't shame me into drinking a beer. No, Force no, you me can into drinking drink, a beer. Hey, you want to drink a An spin ultra? drift or uh, whatever you want? You go nuts, big guy. Uh, Michelob Ultra. I got a non-alcoholic uh, Guinness in the fridge. Wow, so. never tried that. Me neither, to be honest. But Rachel <laughs> has them, and but there's one left, so you can take that with you. Oh, maybe some people like overpaying for those. <laughs> so, yes. Mocktails. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so yes, tonight on playback for Game Four of the NBA Finals, and then tomorrow here in the Classic Factory, live at 10 a.m. Eastern. So hit that like button and subscribe. Uh, I guess we'll be having. You want to bring bagels or something then tomorrow morning? <laughs> Brunch. Brunch with the boys as we talk about Game Four tonight. All right, guys. Till then. Clipper Bros. No. Oh, see, this is part of That's the. That's who cares. Yeah. Uh, you heard it Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and tonight. And tonight, Bagel Boys. <laughs> Brace the day, people. <laughs>
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.